your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. And I am excited to be here with you tonight. This is Heidi. And normally, as you heard in the opening, Stephanie would be here as well, but she is on vacation. She's out on the West Coast in Friday Harbor in Washington State, as uh, is her usual uh, every so often to go out and check out the whales and and decompress. So I am uh, flying not solo but this will be um, a fun show because I have a guest host tonight. But our Tuesday tonight, I want to make sure I get that out there. We have our Tea Tuesday. So this one is Tacit Tuesday. And by that, I mean when I was working with our guest co-host today, he couldn't hear me. <laughs> so so that's our Tacit Tuesday. That's our tea word for this Tuesday. And our guest host tonight is Carter Bouchard, and he is a cryptid researcher author extraordinaire and so many other things and so i'm super excited to have him guest hosting with us tonight welcome carter well thank you heidi and i also do uh, oil changes real cheap if uh, anybody needs an oil change so <laughs> excellent might be a bit far away for me but those in your area there you go <laughs> yeah 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 no no thanks for having me this is awesome it's gonna be fun i love it, it i love it yeah, absolutely. So, Carter, this is our first Tuesday of the month, which means it's our paranormal smorgasbord. So, all paranormal topics are up for talking, debate, whatever we want to do. So, it's usually a pretty fun show. You've been on our show before and been an awesome guest on our show. So, I'm really excited to to co-host with you tonight. It'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to answering some questions. Absolutely. And I've got the chat room open. So if anybody has any questions for Carter, please, please uh, go ahead and pop those in. Or if there's anything that you would like his viewpoint on anything, I think, uh, Carter, what did you say some of your favorite topics were for uh, paranormal? Well, uh, besides Sasquatch, which is my meat and potatoes, uh, UFOs and ghosts, paranormal uh, items of that nature, those are two that are close behind Sasquatch, but are definitely in the running. You know, I've had experiences in all, all the genres, so uh, I'm ready. Awesome. Very cool. And some people would say that 
Sasquatch and UFOs are connected. What do you think about that? I'm hearing more and more of that. In, uh, in, in my, my last book, I had a gentleman up in the New England area who had seven hours of missing time after seeing a Sasquatch and running into a trailer to hide. And he woke up, and this was about 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night, him and his very vicious attack German Shepherd guard dog that suddenly turned into a wimp. And they woke up at 5.30 in the morning, seven hours of missing time. They were in the exact same position they were in when they slammed the door behind them. And so they didn't see a UFO. They saw a Sasquatch, and it was coming towards them, and they ran and hid in the trailer. But he woke up seven hours later, missing time. It was a Sasquatch. No UFO was seen. Wow. Seven hours. That's that's quite a bit of time. I mean, I've done a few UFO investigations, and I don't hear that kind of missing time. Yeah, it was, it was just really odd because, you know, uh, he, he's a very successful businessman, uh, and he was getting work done on his cabin because they had just had a newborn, and his wife was pregnant again. And so she had moved out of the house, and they had contractors working on the house during the day. And so and he was staying in this 30-foot travel trailer that he has on the property because all the utilities were turned off, and so he was staying in there. And they were closing up shop for the night, getting all the tools put away, saying goodbye to the crew, and the dog goes on point but doesn't do what he's trained to do. He just sits there and stares in this area. Then they, they notice because the uh, night lights came on. There's a Sasquatch just staring at him, and he starts walking toward him, not menacingly, nothing of that nature, just walking toward them at a leisurely pace. And they decided it was a good idea to uh, run and <laughs> get into the uh, travel trailer. Slam the door behind them. They could see it looking in the windows. They could hear it walking around, rummaging, trying the door. And he realized he didn't take his uh, gun with him. He left it in the house. So he rummaged through the kitchen, found a butcher knife. And he and the dog locked themselves in the bathroom. And he was holding the knife straight out with his arms fully extended, waiting for this thing to come busting through. And the dog was sitting next to him. Next thing he knows, it's 530 in the morning. Sun's coming up. He's in the same position as he was, arms extended with a knife in his hand. Dog was in a trance, asleep, sitting up, which they never do. And that's all he knows. It wow. was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seven hours, you're not going to sit with your arms out for seven hours. And he was completely refreshed. That was the thing. He was in the same position. So if you're sitting, squatting down on your on your butt with your knees up under your chin with this knife extended and his arms are resting on his knees, pointing to the door like that's going to do any good, and the dog was sitting next to him. So the dog was a trained, a very expensive, trained uh, German Shepherd police dog, 110 pounds of just hell and fury, but this dog did nothing. It was as though it was put to sleep. It, it just... it. it turned himself off wow. and he did nothing. Yeah. So, and then they woke up in the same position, but he was totally refreshed. He wasn't stiff or cramped from being in that position all night. It was like it just happened. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, you've got to wonder what was going on then. 
Yeah, and he's like I said, he's a successful businessman. He's not a smoker, a drinker. They had had Sasquatch sightings before. He and his wife separately had seen them. Uh, some Sasquatches were watching him mow the yard one day from uh, a neighboring property. He saw them, and that's one day when he said, "Oh my gosh, they're they're real." And uh, so they they weren't unfamiliar with them, uncomfortable but not unfamiliar. So yeah, you know, what do you do with that? You know, I mean. We, and he said, and I suggested some regression hypnosis, and he said, you know, I don't want to know. I right. like my life and simple and just I, – I, I like I like simple. I don't want complicated. I don't want to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't blame him. No, no. I mean, you know, I've, I've been regressed. I, I, I understand how that works, and the, the, you can find some answers to some things you didn't know you were seeking. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so hearing that story, how does that has that shifted what you think about the the connection between UFO and Sasquatch? Yeah, it, it has a little. And I was kind of leaning that way anyway because I hear people talking about you know uh, let's see a Sasquatch and then it 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 blinks out and becomes a, a blue orb or any color orb you want to pick and starts zipping through the woods and it disappears. So you hear that a half a dozen times at least from different people who don't know each other, don't want anything, they don't want any fame or fortune, they're just telling you a story, and I know you're not going to believe this, but and they tell you the story, and I go, you know, I, I've heard this enough times to where there's got to be something there, you know. And so uh, I think there could be a connection, because we, you know, we don't know. We do not know. We can just suppose. We have supposition and theory on our side is all we have, because, you know, uh, the government or whoever is sitting on these secrets just won't tell us what's going on. So th- there has to be something to it. You know, I, how much, I don't know, but uh, I'm wide open to that because I can't say no. So I have to say, well, it's possible. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to wonder, is Sasquatch a an alien and uses UFOs to get in and out? Because is that why we don't find remains or why the tracks disappear, you know, or whatever. I mean, there's so many, I've been under the impression that, you know, Sasquatch is um, interdimensional, but what if that also means alien, you know, that they would be considered an alien? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's possible too. And, and, and so it, it, about the body thing, of course, you know, any kind of wild animal like a bear, elephant, lions, tigers, you don't find those corpses laying around because they go somewhere else if they're really, really sick and they hide. And mm-hmm. if they die in the place they're hiding, well, you're not going to find the bones anyway. And, you know, in the wild, bones can you know, disappear in three to seven days, and the entire carcass is gone. Bones, fur, everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, not, not finding a body is not really a, a surprise because you don't find bear. This is an age-old conversation. You don't find bear. You don't find wolves. Because when they're, you know, any predator type, they're going to go somewhere and hide themselves until they get better or until they die. And mm-hmm. like I said, then they didn't, and you're not going to find them. So, you know, my other theory has been, and I've heard this from others, that maybe they go somewhere else to die. They may go to another plane. They may go to another dimension, mm-hmm. uh, go through a portal. You know, I mean, there's possibilities. We can't say no because just because you don't believe that's possible doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means you don't believe it because we've been taught how to think about all these things. 
since we come out of the birth canal, we're taught how to think for the first 20 years of your life, 22, 23, if you go to grad school and college, uh, you're, you're told how the world is, this is what you believe, this is how things are, and this is how things aren't. And you're kind of flaked and formed. And so you got to start having a questioning mind if you start seeing and hearing things that don't fit the uh, narrative. And so that's kind of where we're at. So your immediate reaction is to dismiss any kind of weirdness that you might see. UFO, orb, Sasquatch, you know, Loch Ness, a ghost. Uh, you're going to dismiss that because, well, that can't be. You know, it's got to be something else. Might be I had a bad burrito for dinner and it's giving me, <laughs> I've got food poisoning, you know, but I mean, you know, we've been taught how to react and, and what's real. And so who are we to argue with that when these are the teachers, they're older than us, they know everything and we don't know anything. So, you know, it's, it's a nice tight little package that, you know, the powers that we have to educate us and keep us from knowing what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's the truth is that we don't know. And there might be more out there that is known. We just don't have all the puzzle pieces yet. And then I'm sure, like you said, that there's cover ups or whatever, but then there's still more that isn't known even on that end of things. So there's just so much that we have to uncover, discover and question. And until we get more answers, we don't know. So we have to just I think it's best just to leave the door open to possibility. Have to. And my philosophy is and has been for quite a while is all you have to do is consider the possibilities. You don't have to believe it. You just have to consider all the possibilities because that's what a researcher, I mean, I'm a researcher and investigator. I've been researching this and as you study your craft, I'm studying mine and you know, you have to be open unless you can say definitively that cannot be no matter what you say that will never, ever be. Well, you can't say that. So you just have to you have, a, have an open mind. Uh, considering does not mean believing, you know, and that, that's my thing. Just consider it. You want to close the door on it real quick after you consider it for a few minutes? That's great. But at least consider it because, you know, in my world, the Sasquatch world, you know, there's the flesh and blooders, and then there's the quantum, paranormal, uh, esoteric, metaphysical side. And so flesh and blood only answers a very few questions. Mm-hmm. And the rest are, hmm, I don't know. So, yeah, open mind opens many doors. A cliche. <laughs> well, it's it's true, though. It, you know, might be a cliche, but it's it's true. Keep an open mind, open doors and see where it takes you. I think it's, you know, there's, um, I personally like having that kind of a mentality because there's so much more wonder available to you when you keep the possibility open. So I like that. Well, it worked for me and, you know, and in my specific research on Sasquatch, uh, people that are, humiliated and mortified at what they saw or what happened to them or have they been ridiculed by their spouses, close friends, family, co-workers to the point where they just shut up and they want to talk. They want to get it off their chest. You know how it is if you've got some kind of personal issue and you really want to talk to somebody and you just can't, it just boils inside of you, you know, and these people are coming to me and telling me some of these fantastical tales 
And I believe probably 90% of the people, I, I get some hoaxers and people that I know are yanking my chain, but, you know, I can dismiss those and I know who they are and I, I, I don't embarrass them. I'll just say, well, thanks for your time. That was really interesting. Uh, I'll get back to you and I won't call you back because I know you're, you're BSing me. You know, but the people that are heartfelt, they've been sitting on this, they've been anguishing, they've even sought psychiatric help trying to deal with what happened to what they saw, which defies logic that they were taught when they were born. This is how the world is. These creatures don't exist. When you see one, what do you do with that? You know, and, mm -hmm. and it's your reality. No one can take that away. They can try, but once you see and experience anything, Sasquatch, ghost, UFOs, Dogman, Mothman, whatever it is that doesn't make sense in the world, you saw it. You know you're not crazy. You're not stoned on drugs. You're not on you know, psychedelics. You're in fine mental shape, and you see something uh, that changes everything. And you know that's an awesome thing. But some people just can't handle it because they're so set and entrenched in their beliefs and values that when something like that happens, they they go off the deep end. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you've talked to people like that yourself. You know. Mm hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, I just, I had like a thousand things that I wanted to just ask you, and I realized that we're co-hosting, so I don't have to interrogate you. But actually, we have a question from someone in the chat room, so let me uh, let me roll this to you. Um, so the question, first question, these are from Cindy. She has the first question, and this is exactly what I was thinking. So, Cindy, we're on the same wavelength. I was going to ask Carter the same thing. What's the singular most terrifying, ex terrifying experience you've had during any kind of research or investigating? Well, I wouldn't call it terrifying, but it was sobering, and it told me I was on the right track. Uh, I have several research areas here in Missouri, and this is regarding Sasquatch, and uh, my wife uh, believes that I believe. This was up about two or three years ago. She believes that I believe, you know, oh, that's that's cute, honey, that's good, you, you, that's, that's cute, that's good. But she sees all the evidence I have. And so I said, you know, you're 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 kind of you know placating me, and, and I want to take you somewhere and see if I can show you what's going on. So long story short, I took her to a research area, and uh, and you know what happens when you tell somebody I'm going to show you? Well, nothing ever happens, you know. Uh, but I've had so much luck and so many encounters uh, with these beings physically and you know spiritually. Uh, that I was confident something would happen. So I took her to my research area. We parked my car up at the top of this hill, and you have to walk down this long ravine, which is about 100, 125 yards to the bottom, uh, which is where I had an encounter in 2013 or 14. And so as we're walking down there, she immediately starts getting the creep factor. Something's watching me. There's something here. The hair on her neck was standing up. And, you know, and I'm used to it. I'm, I'm experiencing the same thing, but I, I'm used to it. I know that I'm in uh, the Sasquatch's living room, as I call it. I'm in their neck of the woods. They live in this hollow. And so we're walking down. She says, I'm done. I'm done. I believe you. I believe you. Let's, let's go back to the car. I said, no, 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 no. We're just going to go down here to the bottom of the hill. So, uh, no, I'm going back to the car. And I shine my light up to where I parked my car, and it wasn't there. It was gone. No. I said, where's the car? Where is our car? 
She goes, what do you mean? It's right there. And I'm shining the light up there. I was probably about 25 yards away, and it was gone. I said, did I get turned around? And I shined my light at the bottom where we were heading, and there was my car, where it was impossible for it to be. It was impossible for it to be there. Number one, there's a big metal gate, which we didn't go by. We couldn't because it's really rocky, craggy, and just gnarly footing. So you couldn't drive down there. And she's going, what are you talking about? There's no car down there. It's up there. I shine the light back up where the car was parked, and it was gone. And I'm going, what the hell? Where did, where's our car? She goes, it's still there where you're, you're shining your light on. I go, no, 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 no. And I shined it back down to the bottom of the hill, and there was the car. And she goes, there's no car. What, what the heck's wrong with you? And by now, she's freaking out totally. And I knew what was going on. I was being hit. I was being zapped. I was being hit with infrasound. I was made to see something that was not there. And we went back and forth with this about four or five times. And finally, I shined my light back up where the car was, and there it was. I shined the light back down to the bottom of the hill where we were headed, where I thought it was, and it wasn't there, where it never was in the first place. Wow. So and so she's watching me, and I'm, I, I'm laughing at the same time a little nervous because I'm realizing I've been manipulated, you know, and I've been zapped several times under different circumstances. But that was like an aha moment that not only had I been zapped and they had controlled what I was seeing, whether they had done it with mental telepathy or it was just infrasound, which if anybody knows what infrasound is, but, uh, you know, lions, tigers, uh, whales, dolphins, uh, elephants, rhinos, all sorts of animals use infrasound to communicate and to to, uh, detect prey. So, but it can also be used to make you hallucinate. Uh, Anyway, so that was, a defining moment, not only for my wife, she goes, okay, we're done. I'm good. I believe you. From now on, I'm not giving you any more crap, you know, (laughs) and she experienced it, but I was, I knew what was going on, but I could do nothing about it. And if I tried explaining it to her right on the spot, she she wasn't having any of it. So that was uh, for Cindy. That was my most eye opening event, you know, because it happened to, myself and my wife at the same time and it was it was very sobering and i had to explain to her what was going on and she she understood but she she just wanted to get the hell out of there but it was it was funny because i'm looking i know where the car is this metal gate i'm looking and it's it's gone and she's going no it's not sitting right there i'm seeing it somewhere else and she's seeing it where it was in the first place and had never moved crazy but they they can do that to you so that's yeah, that's there. wild. That's wild. Yeah. And what's yeah. so Cindy did a follow up question to that. She said um, she was asking me if there's anything or if you even know um, why, how that happened. Like, what was the point of that? Well, uh, I have I an think, idea. Yeah, well, my idea is that uh, they knew I was coming. And I know that's getting a little heavy for people, but I think they knew. Of course, I'm a regular. I usually get down there about once a year to this area. And that's where I had my first sighting nighttime in 2013 when this Sasquatch just vanished. I was looking at it through my thermal, and it simply vanished. Poof, a flash of light, and it was gone. And where I was headed was where that had happened. 
and I've been back several times with my uh, squatching partner, and uh, I've had events almost every time I've gone down there. So I think they knew that I was coming to show her that there is something going on, and instead of that, they were showing me what's going on. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were teaching me a lesson, but I, I kind of already... I was more. I thought I was more of the teacher, and at that moment, I actually became the student. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It was. I mean, it was definitely for both of you, but it also, like you said, it was. You know, it was this shift that you know, whether it's Sasquatch or UFO, alien, whatever, or just spirit, saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna turn you upside down too in this, so yeah. that because yeah. it's like you had this expectation going out there that this was going to be pretty cut and dried. Here's what I'm going to show you. And we might have a sighting and how cool would that be? You know, and then spirits like you, Oh, you think you can just plan how this is going to work. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Let me show you what exactly. we can do. <laughs> exactly. They showed me and it was kind of funny. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the person who thought it was a teacher became a student in mm-hmm. a very uh, crazy way. It was just, but it, it was, it was an aha moment for me that I, I'll, I'll never forget. She won't either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I would imagine. I never forget that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's awesome. And she was there to witness her husband, her husband uh, going down the uh, rabbit hole. You know, she goes, oh, God, what's wrong with you? I was like, nothing. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> that's Not legally, anyway. Yeah, that's good why. That's, that's, yeah, that was a good question. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of my most terrifying experience and there's two things that come to mind and I'll say them quickly because we have our break coming up here in a few minutes. Um, but the first one was we were at Ohio State Reformatory and doing an investigation. I think there were six of us that had the building for the evening and it was it was just the sense of being so vulnerable there and knowing that there were so many spirits there. It felt very dangerous when we went there, that was the night that um, the spirits actually tried to kill Tim, and they did a very successful job of of starting that process to physically wow. kill him. And um, and they had warned him the last time that he was there that they would do that. And when we were there, it was I felt like we were being stalked. And I've gone into some pretty creepy places, and I haven't felt that vulnerable ever. And so I'm very cautious about wanting to go back there. Um, but I would like to go back there. It's just, it's, that place is hardcore. And, um, but then the other thing that I'm thinking of was when we were in a farmhouse in Illinois and I was physically attacked. Actually, we were off site and the entity had attached to a fellow investigator and then attacked me when we were out of the, the house and tried to strangle Whoa. me. And I was physically being choked. And it's so, it's terrifying to be, feel hands around your neck and you are being choked and strangled and you have nothing to grab onto to pull away from your neck. There is nothing there. Isn't that just amazing? That's just, but it happened to you and you know it and you had people there and you, you cannot be talked out of that. You were just, oh, Heidi, you must have been you know dreaming or something I mean you cannot be talked out of that that happened right and Tim saw the hands and the other people with us also had experiences that were very physical 
and we heard, you know, stomping in the house uh, later that weekend. You know, we had um, very physical interactions with this entity. So it wasn't that it was just me at that point. It had been just me. But then after that, the others had also very physical experiences. So it just showed the strength of this entity, which was non-human and very evil. And um, it really was, that was uh, one of those things that if someone's doing something like that, like that kind of investigation and doesn't have experience, you, that could be so, so dangerous. And because these entities, people take, um, I think they take for granted, you know, what spirit is capable of and, and they probably, you know, think, oh, they can't do that. And they can do pretty much anything they want if they have the strength for it. So anyway, so those are my two. And then we're going to go ahead and take a break. We have the half hour. We already have a half hour, half hour of our show over, Carter. This is just flying by. So we're going to go ahead and take a break for a couple of minutes. And we will return. This is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. Geek ladies Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. Juarez with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on ParaXRadioNetwork.com. Anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And I have a cool co-host with me tonight. Carter Bouchard is with me. And we're having such a good time that we just busted through that first half hour of the show. Welcome, Carter. Glad to be back. Yeah, half hour. It seemed like... 10 minutes. I know, right? It just zooms by. And uh, we've had some awesome questions, but what I would like to do, if you're cool with uh, your your story that you didn't even share it with me yet, but you hinted to it prior to our show and sent me an, a photo, I was wondering if you would be able to tell that story that goes with that photo. Oh, yeah. You got the photo up so everybody can see it? I'm going to post it right now, and then I will post it on our Facebook page, too, if that's okay with you. That's okay. All right, go for it. Okay. Um, 
of course, I can't see the photo, but it's up. And if you can see that, that was taken on a trail cam. Now, uh, these folks, I've known them for five, six years, and they initially contacted me because of Sasquatch. Uh, it turns out they have a habituation uh, situation on their property and have had uh, Sasquatch activity for five, six years that I've known them and probably further back. He just could not define it. So uh, when uh, it, what, what happens is they have a dog, uh, Willow, that would alert to something going on. And so uh, we got into the habit of putting trail cams up. And uh, and they had put one up uh, to try to see if they could catch a Sasquatch. Well, the photo you're looking at was a ghost. And I found out just today that this ghost has a name. Now, I'm a, I'll give you a backstory on this because uh, it is quite intriguing. When my uh, witness bought the house that he was in before he met his fiancée, uh, the guy he bought the house from, uh, they negotiated a price. There was not going to be any inspections. And basically, as soon as they signed the contract, the guy took out all of his electronics in the house and his clothes. He abandoned the house. He left everything there, everything he owned, everything in the garage, uh, the furniture, uh, everything in the house was left except the electronics and his clothes. He just he abandoned everything, just left it. And my guy's going, well, what, what's the deal? I said, uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm just glad to be out of there. Welcome to it. Enjoy the place. I'm sure you'll have a great time. So he just bailed out because something in word around town was that he was being attacked or haunted by something. But that's all that he would say. He would say, there's something out there. I don't, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm done. I'm gone. So uh, my guy, on a couple of occasions before this ghost picture was taken, uh, he had been up on uh, a ladder on his barn. And it's, it, he's on about 20-some-odd acres. And you, you look over the hill over to the west, he saw uh, what looked like an Amish family. They were wearing uh, a blue and white checkered shirt. There was a boy, a father, and the wife, and they were all wearing the same blue and white checkered pattern clothes, but they were almost, they had the hats, and they were walking toward his barn. And he said, well, I guess maybe these are some new neighbors that are coming to uh, introduce themselves, so I'm going to get down and go introduce myself. When he climbs down off the ladder, starts walking to where they were, they're gone. Nobody there. Another time he was up working on his barn and he saw another barn that was not there the day before uh, off. Uh, it's probably a quarter mile. You could, you could see where it was and there's, and there's an old cemetery back there. And so the Amish in this area, uh, they do barn raising. So he didn't think it was that unusual to see a barn that appeared overnight that wasn't there the day before because, you know, they all pitch in and, and build the thing and they all push up and, and put the roof and frame it and it's all done. And so he thought, well, I must have just missed that. Uh, and so uh, he gets down off his ladder to, to walk over there and see what's going on. And then the barn is gone. What? So that's just a couple of odd things. But, you know, uh, the Sasquatch activity, uh, I won't get into in great detail. There's been a lot of it, uh, you know, chatter, uh, voices, uh, 
you know, hearing things, uh, gifting, uh, uh, a lot of stuff has gone on. So uh, they heard the dog alert to something one night, and they ran outside. He had his pistol. Now, the picture before this would show my witness uh, with his gun, uh, but I didn't, I didn't post that. You don't need to see that. But he always had his gun and a flashlight, and he was out there looking around. I've seen the photo. And then after that, there was more uh, with his uh, now wife out there walking around with a flashlight. And so you can see them clearly. Well, the photo in between these two was that ghost photo you've got there. You can it, she's translucent. You can see right through her. Right. And and so they, uh, I, I did a, a paranormal conference here uh, back in January or February. I can't remember here in Kansas City, and. They came, they come and see me a lot at these functions, and so they got a reading from a, a medium there, and they she told her that this ghost has a name. Now they always call this ghost Christina. Why they pick that name, I don't know, but it just they said, well, it seemed like a good name. Well, this ghost was irritated and was mad that they were calling her Christina because her name is Edwina. And so the the psychic or medium, I'm not sure which she was, said, you need to go to the county records and look it up and you'll find her name. And they did, and there it was. Edwina wow. something. And so she lived there before the guy that sold my witness the house. And between her and the Sasquatch activity, and who knows what other paranormal stuff he might have been seeing. Maybe he was seeing some of these Amish people walking around his property that just vanished in, in thin air. But that's the backstory of that ghost photo. Is, is that not an awesome picture, though? It's just like, oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> nuts. It's clear and you can yeah. see right through them. It's just like it's nothing other than what it is. It's a ghost. Uh, well, but they, they verified they verified that the woman who lived on the property at some point, probably before the guy, unless it was a wife or girlfriend of him or a family member, uh, she lived there and she was uh, an owner of that property before he he had gotten there, and so it, it's like legitimate. And they were the reason she kept coming around. And, and haunting the place was because, or at least for part of the reason, was because they kept calling her Christina, and she was really irritated. She was mad. She did not <laughs> like that name. She was insulted. And so, and they just, I just found this out today about the name, because I didn't, I didn't even know. And we've had dinner with them a bunch. We're, we're friends. We, we see them as a couple, you know, my, my, my wife and I and, and them. And I never knew that they had a name for this ghost. And it, it's wow. just. Isn't it crazy? It is and cool. And I, banging on the house and peeping in the window. Like the husband leaves for work early in the morning. And so when he leaves, uh, there are Sasquatch that come and peep in the windows and slap the side of the house when she's in the bathroom taking a shower. Now, they can't see anything because they just have one uh, long window of like a glass box that are, you know, head height. So you just get light in, but you really can't see in, but it lets light in and out. And so... Uh, and she's there by herself. And so uh, between the ghost and the Sasquatch activity, and they do have Sasquatch activity, uh, wow. uh, it's crazy. 
Isn't it something? It's just, it, it is. It's cool, and I appreciate hearing about the before and after the photo because the one photo, I'm like, well, what was happening was, you know, did you see this in multiple frames? But it sounds like it was just this photo and everything around it was the humans that were out there looking around. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to call in Bob and Mary. Uh, so Bob and Mary ran out, and he had his pistol, and she had a flashlight, you know. Mm-hmm. And not her because she doesn't wear, you know, that kind of outfit. You know, I don't know anybody that, that would that, out in the outdoors like that. You don't typically well, walk around it, like that. It, 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 it's like a house coat over a nighty. You, you can tell there's you know a short kind of nighty that's around the knee level, and then there's the uh, overcoat or the the robe I would call it, bathrobe or whatever it is that goes almost to the ground. But you can see through her legs right. and feet. Through so, I mean, it's it, it is what it is. It's a ghost. There's nothing else. You know, so help me God, it's a ghost. That's what it is, and it just happens to be on a trail cam. Just bizarre as heck. Mm-hmm. You know, so it that's is. the backstory. Yeah, that's that's cool. That when you showed me that that photo earlier, I was like, I hope we can use it because it's cool, and I want to share this with people because it, you know, <clears throat> like you said, it's just um, it's so clear, and but you can see through her. Yeah, it is what it is. And, and for them, it explained a lot of activity, not the Sasquatch stuff, but other things, uh, you know. Uh, but there, there's a lot of Sasquatch uh, activity out there. And they have since uh, built a house about eight miles away. And so they've left. And uh, they, when they, they're, they haven't moved into the house. They're almost finished with it. So uh, they're there during the day working on what they can work on, and then the contractors are all there doing their thing, and then they come back home and spend the night at night. Well, the activity ramps up because I think the Sasquatch are not happy that they're moving away, and they're aware that they're moving away. And so the, the Sasquatch activity is ramped up. But uh, back to that ghost thing, I was just like, they send that to me out of thin air. I'm going, we're, we're, we're speechless. I'm going, where did you do that? What's well, on our property? Remember, we told you about the Amish people and the barn that disappeared and all this other stuff. And the guy who bought the house from just, you know, flat out left everything he owned except his TVs and uh, and clothes, and he was gone. He left the refrigerator full of food, covered wow. full of food, sofa, uh, coffee tables, bed, everything. He just said, "I'm out of here. Screw it. I'm done." I mean, that's that, that's a big deal. You don't just leave everything and disappear, you know, or leave the property. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the barn. Yeah disappearing like that doesn't yeah that's that's nuts i mean yeah. in a good way it, it, <laughs> it's like wow yeah so, yeah what do you see and, 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 and there goes to the what we were talking about earlier about once that happens that's your reality nobody can take that away they can think you're crazy or nuts but they can't take it away from you because that happened you saw it you experienced it not only that but your wife was there and she saw it and experienced it. So are you both crazy? No, you're not. You know, you've got some paranormal stuff going on there, you know. And if, if, if we were to do any research, I bet there's, uh, you know, probably some Native American uh, history back in that area, too. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. And I've known them for five years, and I just now today found out Oh, we used to call her Christina. Well, that's, you know, and the psychic told them, well, no, she's she's pissed off because I don't like that name. 
and they searched the county records and a woman named Edwina and then they did some research and found out there was a woman who was seen walking around town every now and then at night wandering around they thought she was a homeless woman and then she would just disappear and reappear and people thought well i wonder where she goes where does she live i mean i see her she was kind of you know people saw her it's a small town and enough people saw her that it was just kind of a kind of a running joke uh, and running conversation who is that i don't know i never saw her you know and i wonder if it's a ghost so it, it, it so it's it's got history and it, it's just that's fascinating to me that's just awesome that's that's better than most of my sasquatch stories <laughs> that yeah that's impressive that's good yeah and now you have that picture you know so you you know, share it at your leisure it's, yeah know. that's fantastic well i did post it on our facebook page uh the gathering facebook page too so uh that mm-hmm. yeah that was that was neat so yeah um, so here's something interesting. This just happened to me yesterday. I thought I would share this for the Paranormal Smorgasbord because I thought it was kind of interesting. So those of you who have been tuning in the last few weeks know that I have been working with a woman out in Great Britain. I won't say where. Uh, she is under the attack of a negative being. And so we've been working together for about three weeks to detach this thing from her energy field and so it's a process the movies make it look like you do one big long exorcism and it's done and that's not always the case rarely does it go like that and so we had our session yesterday morning because my morning is her afternoon and Mm -hmm. you know doing something like this at night for people can be a little unnerving you know you you finish a uh clearing detaching whatever and then go to bed you know it's dark out and so that doesn't work for a lot of people so we were doing our session yesterday morning and i had just gotten started and there's a process that i i work with um, and then my spirit guides are with me and i can you know see what they're telling me to do and if i have to change anything based on what's happening and then there she's got her team over there that you know they're sending information back and forth so Anyway, I was just getting started with the session and I went to grab, I have a little table that I have some of my tools on and I went to grab my smudge bowl and my my feather to do a clearing again. And, you know, I can see her energetically laying on my Reiki table. And so I went to grab my smudge bowl and my back is turned to the table and to some of my other tools on a, in a different area. And I heard very, very clearly one of my singing bowls ring out as if it was struck by one of the mallets. And I, I can't say what I said in my head on the radio, but because it startled me. And so it was like, blah, 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 you know? And I was, but I was like happy surprised because I knew it was spirit. So I turned around and I, I looked at the bowl, like I'm expecting someone to be standing there holding it with the mallet. Like they had just, you know, clinged it you know, clanked it, whatever. And nobody's there, of course, that I can, nobody human, of course, because I'm the only person in the house, except for my dogs. My dogs are with me on the, they're on the couch down here and that was it. And, and so I, I looked at it and then I went through the thing because I'm like, well, let me just double check. Do I have any kind of timer that might have a singing bowl chime that I forgot about when I don't have any, but I thought maybe there's something. And then I thought of a couple other things and I'm like, no, I know what that was. That was spirit. And so it was my message because I use a a singing bowl at the end of the session 
And they said, do it now. Don't wait. And so I switched and did the singing bowl instead of the smudge in the beginning. And I was really, really, really wishing that someone else would have been here. Like my uh, Tim, my husband, sometimes does these sessions with me too because it's nice to have a second set of eyes and nice, uh, nice to have a second intuitive with me. And anyway, he was, of course, at work. So I, I was so bummed, though, that nobody else was here to hear this because I'm like, that was real. That was so cool that Spirit mm-hmm. did that. So anyway, I thought that was kind of neat. That, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I've had, uh, and I, I attribute most of what I'm going to tell you to uh, Sasquatch because uh, of another aha moment I had uh, in Illinois, the Trail of Tears, uh, which, as you know, has got a lot of death and turmoil and sadness attached to it, you know, the Trail of Tears. Um, but anyway, uh, about two years ago, activity started ramping up in our house. Uh, we hear uh, about two or three weeks ago, something whispered my name, Carter, Carter. Sounded like a woman's voice, but it was uh, in my ear about one thirty in the morning. My wife has had her pillow yanked out from under her head while we slept. I had what I was certain was three or four hands <clears throat> under each leg working, like kind of working the way, because, you know, if you're laying on a mattress flat, they're working their fingers up, using my legs for leverage and working their hands up until they're underneath my legs totally, and then I'm lifted up, and it's carrying me off to the edge of the bed. Oh. Uh, we've, had to, we've had someone knock on our door on our bedroom one thirty in the afternoon. Nobody here. Three knocks. Clear as a bell. Uh... Other things, you know, uh, lights flickering. Uh, I see visions in my head of uh, Sasquatch living their life in the little area they live. It's kind of like seeing a diorama that's continually moving. If you're looking at like the old uh, Looney Tunes cartoons where the guy's taking a really big giant step and the world's kind of revolving underneath while he's taking these steps. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's moving. But it's, and I'm on a conveyor belt walking, uh, uh, being... I'm floating on this conveyor belt down this little uh, small canyon or valley, and I'm seeing this Sasquatch living, playing, hunting, eating bugs, sitting around, sleeping, just living their life. And I've seen this probably a dozen times, and it all relates to my uh, event that I that happened in Illinois, which I, there's no time for that, uh, but it, it was another aha moment. And, uh, you know, I said, I said to the Sasquatch, I said, you know, because I, I was certain it was them doing this. I said, well, you know, uh, that's really cool. Do you all have any snow where you, where you live? I mean, is there snow? Is it winter? And the next night I went to bed and I saw the same scene, but it was snow covered. Oh. Just bizarre. And they're <laughs> showing me things. And you know, and, you know. Do you ever go to sleep and you, you see certain things like on the on your eyelids? It's kind of like a movie screen. You see things yeah. just kind of going, on, or is it just me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> Good, you're crazy <laughs> no. too. <laughs> but you know, it, it was like, oh, you want snow? Okay. It was the exact same thing, 
but with the same light dusting of snow. We had our first snow here in Missouri uh, in December, <clears throat> and it it was just a light dusting. And as if on cue, the diorama, the scene that I'm seeing where I'm floating by on this conveyor belt just taking me through on a nice steady cruise so they're through their day in their life it was a light dusting of snow wow so i don't know if i gave myself a suggestion to see that or did i really see it it was just uh well i don't believe in coincidences so you no, know what i mean either. it's just a, you know and you know I, I believe the you know i've made a connection with the sasquatch and I think they have followed me home and told me, you know, certain things and showed me certain things and let me know that if they're, because this stuff didn't start until about a little bit after 2019 when I led an expedition for BFRO in Illinois. Mm. And that's when an incredible event happened, which I said there's no time uh, to go into that. But, it, oh, here's, here's the kicker. <laughs> at nearly the exact time that this thing was happening to me in 2019 in Illinois, my wife sees a blue orb in our bedroom, 340 miles away, zipping through the bedroom. She gets up out of bed and it's floating around the room and she not only sees it in its real form, but it's also reflected in the mirror on our dresser. So she sees it in two different places. You know, wow. she's, so she's actually seeing the actual orb, and then she's seeing this orb in our uh, dresser wind, uh, mirror. And then it zipped into the bathroom and disappeared. Within 30 minutes to an hour at the time, I was having a, a very incredible uh, gifting and connection experience in Illinois. That's how I know that that is connected, connected to the Sasquatch, it's not spirits or paranormal. I mean, I guess it could be, but mm -hmm. that stuff wasn't going on until that happened. And from the time that happened, uh, we just had it uh, about two weeks ago. My wife said that there was somebody uh, brushing their hand on her face very softly. Oh, wow. And they were asleep. And she, wow. had something grab her thigh. she had something grab her thigh one night, and it wasn't me. Lots you know. of activity. Yeah, so it's just, uh, it's interesting. And so when you make a connection, you just have to be open to that. Because if you aren't open to some of the things, as you know, I mean, I, you know, you've read my wife for us before. You've read her. So, I mean, you, you have to be open to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that stuff is going on. And so it is, it is as real as can be. And I just have to think of a seminal moment where that, was a catalyst for all the other stuff. And I connected to a, a really incredible event in Illinois in 2019. That's and awesome. it started about it. It continues to this day. Well, we'll have to have you back sometime where we can hear more about that event. But unfortunately, we are out of time tonight. I have a few things to do before we wrap up the show. But we're definitely have to have you back on so we can get some more, some more of your stories because they're fascinating. And maybe we could see each other because I actually I'm quite handsome. <laughs> yes, I know. We'll get <laughs> Skype going. We'll get Skype to work next time for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's something weird on this end. Uh, I, that's I, all right. Who knows? 
It's well, been a pleasure. I love doing this with you. I could talk to you all night. It's awesome. This is, so. Yeah, it's been loads of fun. I Before we go, let me uh, plug our sibling show that is tomorrow night. It's the Calling radio show. And actually, Jerry gets the night off tomorrow. And it sounds like Kimberly is doing a cat paranormal family affair show and she'll have her daughters Dorothy and Jasmine on and uh, so that should be a fun show and Jerry gets to put his feet up and or maybe he's out on the town who knows but anyway he gets the night off so tune in tomorrow to the calling radio show that's at 8 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Central Time on the Parax radio network and um, we're gonna have to wrap up our show Carter but yeah, this cool. has been loads of fun. We'd love to have you back for sure. I'll be back. Just give me the twenty bucks you promised me, and I'll be here all night. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we we definitely have stories, and we have uh, loads of of questions that we couldn't even get to. I have tons of questions, and then apparently there's this Illinois story that we have to hear about. So we got to have you back, maybe just as a guest next time, or you know, next time Stephanie's, you know out and about i'll have you back as my co-host because that would be fun too either way i'm around i'm always here (laughs) okay sounds good well unless you're out in the woods looking for looking for sasquatch yeah all right heidi it's been a pleasure thanks for having me i'm enjoying every second of it awesome thanks carter and everybody tuning in tonight thank you so much for joining us i know stephanie uh, and i appreciate everybody listening and i know she isn't here tonight i hope she's having some wildly fun adventures as well but uh we're thankful that everybody tuned in tonight and any troops that are out there listening we appreciate everything that you do for our country and thank you for your service stay safe Everybody that was in the chat room, thank you so much for tuning in and for your questions and comments. We appreciate having you join us in the chat room. And wherever everybody is listening on the planet, thank you so much for tuning in. We we love having you here. So, uh, Para-X Radio Network, thank you so much for hosting us. And Sarge, once again, most amazing producer. And I apologize, I gave him a slight heart attack because my internet was rebooting when he first called me. So uh, sorry to put you through the ringer on that one, Sarge, but we love you and we're so glad to have you on our show as well. So thanks, everybody. Stephanie will be back next week and we'll look forward to talking with you all then. Take care. Good night.